hey, why don't you come over here and uh, take a shit on me? You know what I'm saying, girl? You, you want to come back to my place? You want I should let you in, open the door, pull, a, pull warm up a tray of managat, pull out the pull out the cold cuts. You should fill up. You should come over here and squat down and take a shit on my chest. And then you want I should I should wipe you. I should put your ankles up in the air. Is that you want I should do that? Sure. <laughs> I would love for you to do that. Yeah, well it's fucking the full head of the Italian monster. Some people were pretty mad about me talking bad about Italians, dude. Oh yeah. But no one said anything about Greek people, of course. No. They got no spine. But here we are, dude. Doing the fucking ice man. How about that? I'm ready. This is one of my favorite dude human beings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> really? As far as one of the biggest scubs. <laughs> yeah, he's <man>. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll, I mean, we'll go on, but yeah, it's t- probably the only big number of killer like this that had literally no remorse. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're not familiar, Richard Leonard K- Clint Kuklinski. Kuklinski, you got a fucking uh, eh. Call up old fucking Tiklinski over there and have him come over here. Maybe put them boys into a situation, if you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. He was an American criminal, multiple murderer, active for four de- decades until his capture and lockup in 1986. They called him the Iceman, not because he was so cold, but because he literally froze some of his victims to mask the time of his death. It's pretty smart. Uh, some of his other nicknames were the One Man Army, the Devil himself, because he had a real fearsome reputation. I mean, biggest example of a sociopath of all time. Yeah, he was six foot five, two hundred and seventy pounds, so he struck fear into everybody. Through his career with the Five Families and several other New York and New Jersey mob families, he was involved in murder, narcotics, pornography, arms dealing, money laundering, collecting debts. For loan sharking, and he even did some hijacking. He got some people in the dips. He got high and jacked them off. Oh, yeah. He was convicted for six murders. He says he committed between 100 and 200 murders, which I completely believe. And everybody that said some crazy number, this is a motherfucker I believe. He yeah. seems like he has no fucking desire to be cool. I don't know, man. Who knows? Hard to find out. We'll do our best to get to the bottom of it on this series of a next big time killer right here on Death Metal. Man, I love this. I've been watching the fucking Sopranos just to get my lingo on. And let me tell you, there's never been a television show with better slurs. The Sopranos. The ones I named, I have no idea what they mean, but I love them. Butterhead? Yeah. No clue. Couldn't right. find it online. Everyone, all of the, everything online, like Urban Dictionary just said, you know how it's like, eh, she's a fucking butterface. I fuck everything about a butterface. Say! Like oh! Slur towards Amish people? Yeah, it could be. I mean, I know who it was a slur towards. Like, I saw the person in the show. Yeah. But uh, I don't know what the fuck it means. No clue. That <laughs> makes no sense. Yeah, well, but I love it. <laughs> Something about Italian eggplant. Yeah, dude. Italian just say some shit. It's just like it's not. It's just real fucking. You don't know what it means, and if anybody else said it, it wouldn't be that bad. But when they say it, it just sounds way worse than what it is. Well, my favorite things about mafia culture is the funniest part. Number one is fat people that think they're tough. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, you- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> none of these guys could ever last for more than 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm going to try to throw all of my body weight into this fucking slow punch right here. And if it fucking cracks you, bud, lay <laughs> the fuck out. Eh? You don't want to fuck with me. eh? <laughs> and then. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like there's an owl in the trailer, dude. There is, man. Damn, a trailer owl? What there a cool fucking mascot. Wow. <laughs> he just fucking broke in. Fucking hoot. Yeah. Damn, he said something real fucking funny when talking about owl. I wish I could goddamn remember it. Oh. I know that makes for a shitty podcast. And I'm like, remember the fucking joke you made at one time? Yeah, I don't remember nothing. Even from yesterday. Yeah, my second fucking favorite thing about The Sopranos 
is how proud that they are. And I feel like, I mean, they definitely modeled that show. They did research. They had people involved. Because the thing about organized crime and the mafia, it's not as glamorous. That That's the one thing I love about The Sopranos so far is it's not glamorous. Yeah. It's real fucking dramatic. I mean, they ha- actually have to work more than people with a normal job. It's fucking stressful because not only are you basically just doing mid-level management all the time, on top of that, you have to mix in violence, uh, always threatened with fucking heavy prison time. That's a stressful lifestyle. Yeah, it's yeah. not cool shit like wearing fucking suits and just going out and getting in fights and spending money. You gotta get you like get, Frank Sinatra songs and shit, but you mentally have to be cut out for it. You know, it's it's yeah. something that's like it's not that you're just like I have to do this. It's like you want it. Yeah, you know. You but and I it. feel like it's accurate to how proud and I like to fuck with Italians because they're so proud. Yeah, of being Italian, but it's just, you're the greasiest. <laughs> it's like they, they hate everyone else. Like they're like, but above all, number one, the most important thing here is we come from Italy. We're strong people. We're tough. We persevere through problems. We fucking came over here. We made our own way. Okay, that's important. You stick with Italians. We're traditionalists. We take care of each other. You're part of what with loyalty. Other races don't have that. Like the Italians, do we got loyalty? Like other races, they don't eat fucking Oreos the same way we do. We start, we eat the cream first. That's what Italians do, okay? Other people don't do that. That's an Italian. Is that what they do? I'm, not, I'm just saying it's anything, everything. They eat Every, the cream. Ev- literally everything. Yeah. Everything. It's just like that's an Italian thing. That's the Italian in you. Oh, that's the Italian way. Right. The Italian place to be. Yeah, but it's like, dude, you're disgusting. <laughs> it was fucking you you don't have to put product in your hair. You know? You're just oil. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love it. I love it. I love trashy. I love it. It's it's wonderful. It's just rich trailer people. It's yeah. like what the mafia is. You're Italian. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. Italian, Italian, Italian. <laughs> uh, dude, we're going to have a lot of fun with this one because, I mean, it's just such a ridiculous fucking culture. The one thing I do like, uh, the way the mafia literally is just to touch it back. This is going to be a long, probably a three part series, I'm guessing. We can't, there's no reason to go. We, we're not going to do the whole backstory on the mob because there's other mafia shit we could do at some point. But the, the most important thing to know about the mob is Italians were brought over here, not in a slave sense, but kind of because they are great architects. Yeah. And they're hard workers. And they, the way that they had built Italy was a lot of, uh, like as they were building up like New York City, for example, they wanted to have city structure lay out the same block type of format that they had in Italy. Yeah. So they brought a lot of Italians over to be architects, used a lot of Italian labor. It paid them way less than they would someone who was already living in America because Italians always had a tough way of life. Now, it wasn't like they were poor over there on their living standards, but of course there was the allure of having way better opportunities over here. Now, when the, a lot of them came over, they felt like they were being taken advantage of and they tried to get the Americans that had already been established. And this has always been a problem with America is it's like, all right, we're already here. We have things set up this way. This is all set up for us to succeed. We're happy to let other people come into this. As long as you know, your place, you're beneath us. We're Americans. We're in charge, do things our way, and you can have some of our crumbs. Yeah. But they, these people are like, no, fuck that. Like, we want, we, we want what you've got. And so as they started to integrate into society, an organized crime was already basically running Italy at the time. And it was, it was just like the way it is. Like, people, the, it's a longstanding. I mean, it's like back in the Dark Ages when everything was based on your family. If your family was rich, you owned a bunch of property, you were a fucking duke or an earl or whatever. It's the same shit with Italians. Yeah. They they own a ton of property. They are connected within their community. Their community handles things their way, deals with other communities. That That's not a criminal act. But when they came to America, a lot of that type of behavior was done underneath like skirting tax laws. They didn't want anyone else to have a piece of what they were doing. And it's just, and they also saw the opportunity like, okay, people here want Italian made goods. We'll make it for them, but we're not going to work for them. We're going to make it ourselves and sell it to them. And they took the, the, you know, they are of insanely loyal people and they look out for each other. So they brought other family members over, made their own businesses, made their own hustles. 
and work their own way. And they they are all they're a big time thing with Italians that lived in America is that they they're not conforming to American laws. They're going to use their own law. They'll take care of themselves for good or bad. And for, for the better part, it's like, okay, we'll not call the cops on you for doing something stupid. You beat your girlfriend up. We're going to fucking beat you up. We'll take care of it ourselves. We don't yeah. need anyone else. We don't want to be involved with anyone else. We don't tell people who aren't Italian about our problems. We don't deal with outsiders. And that just evolved into deeper and deeper criminal organizations. And it was a lot of enterprising like, oh, well, th- these people are selling drugs. Well, we could do it our own way. These people are running numbers. These people are, well, it's illegal to gamble here. Why? Well, we'll do it ourselves. Just all types of shit like that. And then, of course, the mafia, one of the racketeering is one of their specialties. Racketeering is where you make up a problem, offer your service to correct the problem, and then if they don't pay you for your service, you make them have the problem. Yeah, you make them pay. Well, it's like, hey, this is a crazy neighborhood. A lot of people get the shit kicked out of them and their windows broken if you don't pay us for security. If you pay us for security, we'll keep everything safe. They're like, oh, I don't want to pay. So the next day, they come back and break all their windows and kick the shit out of them. You don't have a choice. But at the same time, they really will take care of you. If an outside person came and did that, they'll fucking kill them. Yeah. So one hand washes the other. Yep. It always makes me think of that movie, A Bronx Tale. Yeah. I love the fucking movie. Yeah. Who doesn't love gangster shit? I love that shit, yeah. I mean, every time I've watched something like that, this is where I have problems and where, like, I mean, the old violence is the only thing that's ever made me feel alive. It's We're like, going to get into some of that. I should be fucking, do. I should be, like, in a perfect world, I'd be collecting money. Yeah. What, are you going to keep your fucking hundred bucks from me? I think not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, once we start getting into all this shit, when we get to this. Were you going to diagnose me? Oh, I already know what you got, man. <laughs> <laughs> You got something bad. (laughs) (laughs) True. Well, let's take a look into fucking Richard Kuklinski first. Now, he was born in his family's apartment on 4th Street in Jersey City, New Jersey, of course, to his father, literally named Stainslaw. That is such a good new metal band name. And you guys want to fucking come out tonight? We're playing Jersey City one night only. It's my band. Stainslaw. I got a brand new fucking pair of trip pants. I'm just waiting to debut on stage tonight in front of all of my friends and family. Uh, Stanley for short, of course, because you're not going to be walking around with the name fucking Stainslaw. Stainslaw. <laughs> Stainslaw Stanley Kuklinski. He was actually a Polish immigrant who worked as a brakeman on a train. Well, gave it away, Kuklinski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, or fucking Stainslaw. Who loves Slaw more than the Polish? Who's got stains on their shirt more than the Polish? Southern people. Yeah, I mean, dude, there's a lot of fucking Polish people in the South. Mm-hmm. It's kind of where they all went. It's like, when, where can I go and be full-blown retarded and accepted? Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hey, you fucking jack-off. Play that and drive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, you know, my wife's fucking 75% Polish. Her dad's 100% Polish, and if that don't tell you everything you need to know about the Poles, brother. <laughs> the Poles. <laughs> I mean, I love the holes of a pole, but I also fucking <laughs> hate, hate a pole with a pole, dude. I want to uh, fucking burn him alive. Oh, yeah. Now, here's where they tie into Irishman, Anna McNally. She's the daughter of a of Catholic Irish immigrants from Dublin who worked in a meatpacking plant during his childhood. He grew up in an extremely abusive household. Eh, we all grew up in an extremely abusive household, eh? There's going to be no way I can't talk like Andrew Dice Clay through the whole thing. Oh, extremely abusive, eh? That's what I call my cack. Extremely abusive. Oh! Yeah, kiss your fucking fingers every once in a while, too. Mm. Yeah. Get these fucking moolies away from me. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I want to know. <laughs> I, can't, I have no idea, dude. You got to ask Tony S. Mm. Delicious Miller. Like, you got a whole, you got one of the Heineken mini kegs. And the worst part is, is you drink half a glass and then refill it. Dude, drink the whole thing. You're taking fucking hours. How are you going to participate in a conversation where you're just worried about beer the whole time? This is why we're failing. 
Shit. <laughs> yeah, it got nothing to do with you. Yeah, but it, <laughs> that is true. His alcoholic father beating the shit out of him, of course, throughout his whole childhood. And I've never known a pole that didn't get drunk as fuck all the time. Well, my wife doesn't, but her dad, man. Oh, yeah. I don't throw anybody under the bus, but I do want to throw him under the pierogi, if you get what I'm saying. Richard claimed his mother beat him with broom handles, sometimes breaking the handle during the assault, and any household object she could get her fucking greasy Irish hands on. During an interview with Dr. Park Dietz, Richard recalled an incident during his preteen years where his mother attempted to kill her husband by stabbing him with a kitchen knife. Anna was very Catholic. She believed in stern discipline as well. Oh, sorry. She believed the stern discipline was a must when raising a child. Spare the rod, spare the child. You got to take the word for the word. Richard was raised in the Roman Catholic Church where he became an altar boy. Look out, later rejected by Catholicism. Folks, Catholicism rejects you. It's because you wouldn't put out. That's the way it is, folks. Yep. You got to suck it to good luck it. Oh! I can't remember what, I think it's Stand By Me, where it's like, he's like, yeah, but she just won't put out. And he's like, you got to get a Jewish girl. The Catholic girls just suck your dick. That is Stand By Me. Yeah. Damn, dude. I was in a land, I had no access to either one. It's like, damn, dude. Oh, it's Southern Baptist here. They're they're not fucking. You see the preacher's daughter. That is not fucking me because I'm disgusted. Oh, me. (laughs) I used to sit up in the fucking uh, rafters during big church and jack off. Oh, we know, dude. You used to jack off in the fucking hymnals and just leave it there. Yeah. Yeah, you're a well established bad person. You said it uh, nationally on the fucking, or internationally, actually. You've you've gone worldwide and told thousands of people that you're not good at living. I'm pretty good at it. I just do it my way. <laughs> I did it my way. Don't so, get me fucking franking it, dude. I'm not. Yeah, but you know what you're doing. Just quit being Frank, man. You like Anne Frank or Frank Sinatra more? Mmm. Tough one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Suck my fucking butt and lick my fucking dick. How many years have you been sucking dick? You make me sick. You fucking boop. <laughs> Dude, Frank Dude, rocks, man. What word did you blank out? Yeah, it's you, whatever you want, man. Cunt? Nah, dude. You can say that. Uh-oh. Cunt's fun. Yeah. Cunt, cunt, cunt. I've been living so long drunk. My brain is swimming. Come back to the room with me. Cause I love to beat women. You know who beat dude? I Frank Sinatra caught more bodies. He mm. fucked women up. Oh, just yeah. dropping them, dude. He had a strong right. He just knocked women the fuck out, dude. Hey, bitch. Oh crap. Bob and weave. <laughs> Speaking of mob ties, that boy did. Yeah, they beat the shit out of women too, dude. It's part of the code. <laughs> I love a cool culture where you can the just Italian stop a woman. Code. Yeah, that's what they do, dude. You fucking Italians, Polish, Irish, they all beat the shit out of women. Think about it, man. You prove me wrong. Man, I mean, right. this guy's Polish. He's stomping his fucking son. His mom's Irish. Ah, I see you've been getting into me good taters, eh? Breaking fucking broomsticks on him, dude. Yeah. White people yeah. are bad. Yeah, they're the worst. Yeah, so Richard, dude, he was raised in the Roman Catholic Church. After he became an altar boy, he rejected Catholicism and started exhibiting cruelty to animals as a young boy. He would kill neighborhood cats by tying their tails together with rope, throwing them over clothing lines to watch them tear each other apart. It's like, yeah, I seen the other fucking guys doing this with his shoes and the whatnot. I'm going to do it with these fucking cats. It's way more fun. That's just like uh, Ali Wuornos' dad used to do that, remember? Yeah. Maybe it was him. Maybe they hung out together. Yeah. Other times, he would throw living cats into basement and... (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. It's not funny. It's really not. He would throw living cats into basement incinerators... 
He would watch through the glass oven doors as the cats ran around until they burned to death. (laughs) (laughs) Kuklinski would sometimes fantasize about murdering his father when he was torturing stray dogs and cats that he had captured around the neighborhood. Now, again, that's not funny at all. But every time I say something like that, it becomes funny because I think about people's reactions to it being funny. Yeah. It's like, oh. They were talking about cats getting tortured and one of them farted. (laughs) (laughs) Be fucking serious, guys. We're talking about torture here. Yeah. Cat, can I? I came from miles away to come out here and find a stray. Good luck for me today. I've got about... Three yards of rope and time to play. If you don't want to fight to the death, you'll take your last breath inside of an incinerator. I took this cat, I fed it my scat, and I'm going to impregnate her. You just a regular goddamn Michael Gugay. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I might go. I might go Gooblay, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta smooth that voice, man. You need to get. You need to take you a couple lessons. Get it real lined out. I had to start crooning, dude. Just, just start hey! cutting some <laughs> fucking cutting some tunes out, man. Put them out there. I would love to. You could. We can just Let's get somebody habit, snapping. I'd fucking sing songs my way. You just fucking have some snaps and some people cutting <laughs> some cold cuts. The so sounds of cold cuts being cut, and you just sing it over. <laughs> <them>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just get that fucking deli slice like shoo 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 shoo. Gabagool mortadelle. <laughs> yeah, that pussy smells. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Richard had three siblings. His older brother was named Florian. He died at the age of eight from injuries inflicted by getting the shit kicked out of him by his Polish fucking dad. That's what Polish people do. Look, this is evidence. It's not a joke. Here's evidence. Hard evidence. <laughs> but the family said he had a wicked tumble down the stairs. It's like, ah, yeah, he fucking... I mean, I just told, I told him, I said, hey, we got potato pierogies down there. First one to get some, get some. Oh, yeah. Then he just fucking went for it. Kuklinski, he was the second son. He had a younger sister, Roberta, and a younger brother, Joseph, who in 1970 was, of course, I mean, half Polish, half Irish, convicted of raping a 12-year-old girl and murdering her by throwing her off the top of a five-story building along with her pet dog. Damn. Was she holding the dog? Why do you want to know? I just want to know if she's holding that dog. Damn, dude. It's a cold fall. (laughs) It's a cold world, dude. That sucks, man. Yeah, oh, man. Come on, dude. And when uh, Richard's been asked about his brother, uh, when he's been asked about his brother's crimes, he said, We came from the same father. They're they're they both are serving time in the same prison. Yeah, yeah. yeah that the, the the funny part when that's not even funny, but it is funny when, when he starts talking about when he's torturing animals and shit. Look, dude, let's quit playing. Murder's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, we, <laughs> we've tried to fucking play it off for so long, but you know why you're when here. He's like tell the psychologist about killing animals and shit. That cuts to that black and gray film with that cat backing up in a corner going. <laughs> Yeah, dude. See, that's the thing too. Is like the serious documentaries, like that one. It's like when you, you, whoever directed this, when you put that together, you didn't sit there and think, "All right, so for dramatic effect, we're gonna get a cat backing up and hissing." You you didn't. You you didn't. You didn't know that was funny. Yeah, that you didn't know. I know you see it backing up, and it makes that weird, ominous fucking. Sound with the keyboard, like meow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit's ridiculous, dude. I feel like I just hate like it's it, this is way better just to talk about it openly than just like, have like a reenactment that's like, uh, you, you're, you know, the fucking producer sitting there, fucking baked out of his mind, laughing his ass off. Yeah. Like, Kitty, kitty, cat, cat, kitty, kitty, kitty. Of course, and the, here's the thing, too, dude. It's like, Kuklinski, he's a pretty fucking handsome young man, you know? Big-ass dude, like, 6'5", 270. That's a pretty lean fucking 6'5". I mean, he works out, strong as fuck, 
women are attracted to that. Plus, you know, it's easy to get laid when you're a fucking sociopath. His first marriage was to a woman nine years. <laughs> and check this out, because this is rare for killers older than him. He had two sons, Richard Jr. and David with her. While Richard was working for a trucking company, he met Barbara Padrisi, who was a secretary at the same trucking firm. Koklinski and Barbara married in 1961 and had two daughters, Merrick and Christian, and a son named Dwayne. Barbara described Richard's behavior as alternating between good Richie and bad Richie. (laughs) He's like, sometimes I'd come home at night and there he was, this good Richie. I'm going to suck his dick. And then some nights it was bad Richie and he's going to fuck my ass. And I I don't like that. (laughs) That's our teeth grew. Now, weird. Good Richie was a hard worker and provider with tons of affection towards his wife and kids, enjoyed spending time with his family. Barbara recalled that when Merrick was deathly ill, Richard stayed up for nights on end, taking great care of her. Good Richard bought Dior clothes for Barbara, diamonds and jewelry for his daughters. He took the family out to expensive restaurants and regular vacations. The Kuklinskis bought a new car every six fucking months. You're doing good. Doing real fucking good. However... You can't have one without the other. You got bad Richie. And he would just show up at irregular intervals. Sometimes one day after another. Other times he wouldn't be around for months. But when he showed up, he was prone to fits of brutal rage. Smashed furniture. Beating the shit out of everyone in his fucking family. During these periods, he was physically abusive to his wife and emotionally abusive to his children. Merrick later recalled that once... He fucking killed her dog right in front of her to punish her for the just crime of coming home late. Damn. Barbara claimed in an interview with the Telegraph that once, during an argument in the car, she told Richard she wanted to see other people. Kuklinski responded by silently jabbing her from behind with a hunting knife so sharp she didn't even feel the blade penetrate her skin only felt her shirt getting wet with blood. That's rational, dude. Yeah. Hey, uh, Richie. The you Italian know? place to be. <laughs> when you hear your family. <laughs> the Italian way to handle <laughs> things. Yeah, we're fucking family. going to have to give you a stabbing. Just stab him up. I give my wife a stabbing all the time if you catch my drift. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> Here, just gouge your eyes out, suck on them like grapes. Yeah, hell yeah. I just put them right back into it. It's no problem, bro. <laughs> yeah. uh, he told her that she belonged to him, and that if she tried to leave, he'd fucking kill her entire family. When Barbara began raging against him, she went ahead and just beat her into unconsciousness while she was fucking bleeding from a stab wound. Oh, wow. I, I did it my way. He did a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Girl, you'll be a woman soon. I love you so much, I'm going to give you a stab and then stomp your ass. <laughs> Kuklinski's family and New Jersey neighbors were never aware of his activities, and instead, they all believed he was a successful businessman. Barbara suspected that some of his income came from illegal activities due to the large rolls of cash he constantly had on him. But she never asked him about the cash. What the fuck? I gotta turn my fucking Wi-Fi off. I think someone just sent the fucking Instagram a nude, and that's not, you know, I shouldn't be seeing that in the middle of reading notes. It's distracting. Yeah, nude. I did it my way. Yeah, dude. Send your nudes to Brian. We're talking a giant piece. Big. Attractive. Smart. Easy to talk to. Fun to be around. And a giant fucking piece. What else do you want, you dumb slut? <laughs> he's not Italian. He'll never, yeah, he'll never fucking stab. You sure? He's got a huge hog, dude. Yeah. <laughs> must be German. Yeah. Brian, what do you got going on over there? German? Italian? Your Italian? Yeah. Some type of big digs people. That's not true. Yeah. You can't have a big fucking hog and be Irish. <laughs> Those good that is defi- they that's a defiance trait. I don't believe it. I believe German. Yeah, dude. He's got a big dick. 
Yeah, plus you look like Hitler. Let us shave you. <laughs> Let us shave you. Yeah, let's cut it all down, dude. Let's see. Let's fucking lay on the table and see who the supreme one really is. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. <laughs> I bet Hitler wasn't fucking flopping pipe like that, dude. Man. Things would have been fucking different if he could have just pulled that out. Right when the fucking U.S. soldiers were about to break in the barracks, he would have just stripped down. They would kick the doors and have been like, God damn. <laughs> he is the chosen one. Brian's got a dick so big, he can put the head of his dick underneath his armpit and jack off his shaft and shoot behind him. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, the old Branson bagpipe. <laughs> yeah, so he's getting into legal activities. Obviously, he's carrying around huge fucking rolls of cash. But his wife had a "don't ask questions" philosophy when it came to his business life. She never asked about his business partners, and he, if he suddenly got up to leave in the night, she never even asked where he was going. He sounds cool. She sounds cool. I mean, up until the stabbing and beatings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a nice romance going. You mind your own fucking business. I fucking mind's minds. Unless you're fucking somebody else. And then I stab everyone you've ever fucking known. Making a ragu, you know? <laughs> yeah. Dude, they call, oh man, my seriously, my favorite part about The Sopranos is they call sauce gravy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I say fucking good gravy today and you just look over and it's spaghetti sauce. Like, damn, dude. That's not gravy. That's gravy. Yeah, but it is to me. I like it way more. I like call it because it sounds so much more gross. Like, hey, pass me some of that fucking gravy. Yeah. I know why you like it more. I hate gravy, dude. Like American gravy. I fucking uh, hate it. You love disgusting. pasta sauce. Yeah, I do. It's delicious. Because you're Italian. Yeah, yeah, no. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. I bet your real name is Collagio or some shit. <laughs> oh, no. That's the fucking name of the dude. That's uh. Clear and present danger, bro. What? That's the Steven. That's what? No, no, no. That's uh. You think it? Fire down below. It's the one where they're in the city, dude. Out for justice. Out for fucking justice. Yeah, because he got that dog. Yeah. And we like that guy throws a dog out the window. He's like, "Please God, let me find this guy." And he like because he gets a dog out yeah. of the bag, and then he's like, "Kids, I like, got some seltzers." He's like, "Give me six pack of seltzers." And he's like, "What's the dog's name?" He's like, "Yeah, Galadio." Yeah, <laughs> it's my fucking guy over here, Collagio. What the fuck kind of stupid fucking name? Yeah, it's just fucking me, Collagio, my hand. <laughs> Steven Seagal is a fucking Italian for sure, dude. He's something. <laughs> I mean, he's got every fucking retard gene in him. I like his attempt at ebonics when he's a cop. Uh, did you do you also know that Steven Seagal said that he's a reincarnated entity? Oh, my, I, don't, I, don't, I believe And that. there is, like, Japanese people who are like, oh, yeah, he's the fucking guy. I believe it, man. All right, he come back. He go for a while, then he come back. Thanks, God. He'd do like hero. Deputy Dan. <laughs> All right, so where the fuck was that? Sorry. Um, authorities would describe Richard as unusual among mobsters and murderers. Apart from his on-and-off gnarly temper, he had none of the vices common among criminals. He didn't abuse drugs or alcohol. He wasn't a womanizer. That he really liked to gamble, though. He lost a ton of his earnings from contract killing by gambling, which is kind of how they kept him on the hook. Which you know you'll learn more about later. But and that's a, that is one of the smarter aspects of the mafia is that whatever you like that's illegal, they have it, and if they can get you doing that, then not only you have to come back to them to get what you want but now they also have dirt on you yeah so they'll tell yeah they'll tell anybody oh yeah this guy's a degenerate fucking gambler if you don't want people to know you can't like it's like oh hey how come you haven't played the fucking spread the last three weeks like oh dude i got a gambling problem like i'll go down to your fucking church right now okay and i'll fucking tell every single one of those motherfucking butterheads he comes in here (laughs) week after week and spends all his fucking kids college fund on everything that we got (laughs) <laughs> I were to tell you Amish on you Yeah that'd be so funny If it was an Amish story. You fuck the Amish Who cares What are you gonna tell How are you gonna tell them You just gonna drive there Are you gonna call them You gonna call them on the phone You gonna, you gonna DM them Yeah, yeah. You Remember whenever uh, History Channel Tried to make that Fucking reality show About the Amish mafia mm-hmm. And it was totally made up But remember we saw the Yeah 
we saw the fucking uh, preview to it. I was like, man, this looks kind of fucking cool. They made it seem like it was real. And I then think it was that just was like, like when we figured out reality shows were bullshit. Oh, man. Through and through. Like, I was like, oh, okay. And then it was like, oh, no, they're acting and it's not yeah. good. Yeah. It, oh, it's so bad. bad. Walking around it two seems by fours and shit. Baseball yeah, bats. I was like, the this, shit out of each other. Like, Amish justice. This is fucking old school. You get lit. They lynched somebody. These are like fucking people that churn butter, but it's, it's like mad ball, but butter churning. Yeah. You know? We're fucking, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. What a letdown. Mad ball's like fake mafia shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like they're Puerto Rican. Yeah. I just said mafia. I didn't say Italian. That's Italian. Mafia? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Yeah, me either. I mean, one would assume. Who gives a shit? It's all the <laughs> fucking Puerto Rican Italian. Who cares? <laughs> That's New York, man. Yeah, exactly. It's on the fucking island over there. Ah, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, so it's crazy. I mean, you would think a guy, and that's one of the more shocking things about him, is he doesn't do any illicit substance to get his mind off of just flat-out fucking cold-blooded murdering people all the time for money. Killing people for money? You tell him you don't get drunk about it? That's a deep problem. His motives for murder were also unusual. Didn't really fit into a standard serial killer profile. Uh, I mean, he wasn't doing lust murder. He wasn't doing revenge murder, or he wasn't even the type you see like at a hospital where a woman will unplug a bunch of people as like a mercy killer. Wasn't doing any of that shit. Koklinski claimed that he first killed someone in 1949 when he was 13 or 14 years old. He used a closet clothes hanging rod to bludgeon a neighborhood boy who had previously teased and bullied him. So, you know, the kid was just like, ah, hey, you fucking mongoloid, your Polish dad beats you up, you got pierogi <laughs> dick, and he's just fucking like, fucking see, I got pierogi dick? I'll fucking be back. I'll fucking be back. I'll be fucking back. And then he came back, dude. That's you, man. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> By the mid-1950s, he earned a wicked reputation as an explosive pool shark who would beat or kill people who annoyed him. Just imagine that. Like, yeah, you don't really want to get too close to him. Like, why? Will he beat you up? Oh, I mean, he'll just kill you. Like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, oh, no. (laughs) This motherfucker will kill you. You play pool with him and you talk too much. But that rocks, though. You have to deal with anybody? If you kill one person for talking to you too much, no one ever talks to you again. Why is that a good thing, Chris? Because I don't. <laughs> you know why it's good, you piece of shit. I don't know why it's good for you. <laughs> you got it. Dude, I fucking screwed. Dude, I went off. You would have been. I screamed at this fucking Indian gas station dude the other day. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I go in. Yeah, let's go <laughs> I go in. And, uh, I mean, this, like, first of all, you know how when someone is, like, definitely deep down inside a horrible fucking deviant? Yeah. You can feel it. You can see it. You can smell it. It's in the air all around him. Yeah. I can just, I walk in the store and I see it in the sky. But who cares? We're here to get a fucking gas and an energy drink. I put the drink down on the counter. I have my cash ready to go. He's just fucking looking me up and down, up and down, like, at my arms, just fucking, and for 45 seconds. And then I go, hey, man, can you stop being a weird fuck and just take my money? And he slowly reaches forward, takes the money. And I already told him, hey, man, I need 15 on pump eight. And he goes, what did you need again? $15 on pump eight. Quit being weird. Slowly counts the cash. I mean, and I'm talking, dude. At this point, I've been here three and a half minutes, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, dude, hurry the fuck up. I'm like, are you the owner? Because he's an Indian guy, and I assumed. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, no, sir. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> you fucking shut up, shut up. He's like, no, sir, no, sir. I'm like, all right, is he here right now? And he goes, no, sir. I was like, well, when's he gonna be here? Because I need to tell him that you're a fuckhead. You got a problem. You're just sitting here staring people up and down. What the fuck's wrong with you? And he's just a no, sir, no, sir. I'm like, dude, fuck your no, sir. Stop looking at me and give me my goddamn money. That's not unreasonable. Yeah, yeah. Three minutes. You're probably five at this point. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's he doing? Well, but they put, did he like, send you, did he put it on the wrong pump so you'd come back in? No, I would have killed him. 
<laughs> that would have been it. I, that, that was, this would have all been over with. Because <laughs> like, I was already just like, what the fuck's going on right now? Oh, man. But, dude, but the, I mean, there was something. They Like, he was a ghoul. <laughs> I could see it, dude. Like, his eyes were all sunken and shit. He was fucked up. <laughs> Are you just high as hell, man? I'm like, dude. <laughs> He's like a mid, like, middle-aged Indian. What's he high on, dude? Hashish? Nah, man. What do they get high on? Beech nut? What the fuck are you talking Beech about? Beech nut? <laughs> Beetle nut or no, whatever hey, Junior love? Yeah, dude. You're going to spit it in someone's eye. Hell yeah. Anyway, fuck that, dude. Uh, sure enough, Kuklinski claims his criminal activity brought him to the attention of Newark's de Calvillacante crime family. They hired him for his first string of gangland slangs. Beginning in the spring of 1954, you got that. I mean, that's so far back. Yeah. And this is also with like the heyday of the fucking mafia. And when people think about the mob, well, I mean, if you watch like Goodfellas, Bronx Hill, Godfather, all that shit, I mean, that's all pretty based in reality. I don't, I'm sure it's like way over embellished because again, you just got to think about the realities of day-to-day life. None of it's entertaining enough to make a movie. But if you condense up all the cool parts and make it into something, it's easy to embellish. But, I mean, there, I mean, it was fucking, you know, warfare Yeah. to a, to a certain extent. I mean, small level. And, again, when I say – because these type of neighborhoods, it really was like some Dark Ages feudal family shit. Because, I mean, they're fighting for territory. They're fighting over selling certain things. They're fighting for control all the time. Who's going to get the most money? Who's going to have the most mass? Just a fucking tale as old as time. And this is the prime time of it in the 1950s. Like, you mean, you they're doing illegal gambling. Uh, I mean, they're buying off the police. It's fucking swinging, baby. Uh, Richard began prowling Hell's Kitchen as a homicidal predator just searching for human prey. Arthur Philip Carlo, who is an expert on Kuklinski, wrote this. A came to Manhattan numerous times over the ensuing weeks and months and killed people. Always men, never female, he says. Always someone who rubbed them the wrong way. For some imagined or extremely slight reason, he shot, stabbed, and bludgeoned his victims to death. He left some night when they dropped. He left some right where they dropped. He dumped some into nearby Hudson River. Murder for Richard became sport. The New York police came to believe that the bums were attacking and killing one another, never suspecting that a full-fledged serial killer from Jersey City was coming over to Manhattan's west side for the purpose of killing people to practice and perfect the craft of murder. He's not a serial killer, though. Richard made the west side of Manhattan a kind of street laboratory for murder. A school, he says. How's he not a serial killer? He didn't do it for pleasure. There's no sexual gratification. That's what classifies you as a serial killer? Yeah. There usually has to be some type of uh, uh, gratification. Or now, what does serial mean, buddy? I mean, it's multiple, but that's not what it's classified as. Buddy did it his He's way. definitely a psychopath. Yeah, no, people people really don't. They do not classify <clears throat> him as a serial killer. He's kind of his own thing, which is kind of fucking badass if you think about it, dude. Yeah. Just his own fucking deal. Yeah, it's like David S. Pumpkins, dude. I'm my own thing. His diag- his diagnosis is, is what it makes him unique because uh, he is, uh, he, I believe he's diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder, which a lot of serial killers have that. But yeah. This is not tied in with sex. Well, he later recalled, by now you know what I liked most was the hunt. The challenge of what the thing was. The killing for me was second. I got no rise as such out of it, for the most part. But the figuring it out, the challenge, the stalking and doing it right successfully, that excited me a lot. The greater the odds against me, the more juice I got out of it. Juice. (laughs) And according to Carlo, Richard was a bipolar and should have been taking medication to stabilize his behavior, his sudden highs and lows. But going to see a psychiatrist was out of the question. He'd be admitted that something was wrong with him and he'd never do that. Richard became associated with the Gambino crime family. There's a name you probably know. Through his relationship with the soldado or soldier Roy DeMeo which started because of a debt Richard owed a DeMeo crew member. DeMeo and several members of his crew were sent to intimidate and pistol whip Kuklinski, 
but he took his beating like a man and impressed the gangsters. After Kuklinski repaid his debt, he continued working with the Mayo gang as an associate, earning their respect for continually making cash and gradually moving on to other criminal activities. It's interesting, too, because he's going out in the streets and perfecting the fucking hunt, the craft of killing. It's his hobby. It's just what he likes to do for fun. He's not getting paid for it right now. I mean, think about the fortitude of that. Yeah. You know you like to kill people. You know you're starting to be associated with people who pay people to kill people. Yeah. But you don't immediately go to them and say, like, hey, I kill people and get away with it if you ever need a service. You instead go in and start working your way up with small-time crimes and you're moonlighting as a killer to be get better at killing. Yeah. That's fucking bananas. <clears throat> but it's also like being real good at your job. That's the only way to do it. It's like us in the fucking well, the, podcast. The, We're living and learning. The other uh the other personality disorder uh that he definitely has. Yeah, hey, got a little bit of that retarded. It's uh, that's all that happened to him there. He got the retarded in him. Paranoid personality disorder. Mm. That's why he probably studies it. And those type of people do not like they will not be humiliated. They, if you do, they make you pay for it. They think everything out. They don't like people. They, their circles are very small. They don't get real close with too many people. They have, they do a lot of other things. They're yeah, kind of very gay. Yeah, After he paid back the money he owed, yeah, you're good. That's what you got. <laughs> Stop, trying to fucking, <laughs> Stop trying to single me out, dude. You got everything. You have it all, dude. Oh, yeah, I do. You, got, you have gay sex, <laughs> first and foremost. I've never done that, but I will. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I fucking might. Hey, you want to fucking test me, huh? I'll fucking have gay sex with you. I'll take you for a test drive, man. <laughs> what would test drive for you bought sex was that you just fuck until you're about to come in there. Nope, you can't come in them yet. That's the <laughs> part you pay for. Damn, dude, for no reason whatsoever today at work, I was like, I'm Fergie Ferg, and I do a hate crime. <laughs> oh, 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 fuck. Oh, shoot. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> That's a cool fucking song, dude. Yeah. And then I was just thinking out loud, like, Fergie would be a cool fucking terrorist. I miss those pee pictures, man. Yeah, when she pissed her pants at rocks. Yeah, pee beeve. Yeah, she was cool, dude. Yeah. Fergie. She had a weird face. Yeah. She had, like, dude face, but a fucking rocking bot. And she pissed her fucking pants. So. That's the juicy meat. Why don't you come and give me some of the juice? <laughs> huh? Give me some of the fucking juice, huh? Would you come over to my fucking apartment, eh? You want I should give you some of the juice? My face looks like I might have a sex bed but look at my fucking great body. <laughs> she did. She had a nice bod. I know, man. But she had an eyebrow ring, dude. That's never good. Yeah. Dude, uh, so a rich person with an eyebrow ring is some real wild shit, bro. Yeah. Oh, just people with eyebrow rings is real wild shit. Yeah, but do you know where they belong at? At a cold concert. Yeah, at a well, I'll fucking concert. buy a fucking pack of cools from the trailer for the rest of the trailer park. Yeah. Cool they down. smoke cools, dude. That's what people eyebrow <laughs> rings do. They smoke fucking cools. They drink fucking or camel crushes. Drink butt ice. I didn't know what the fuck a camel crush was. I remember when that was a thing, dude. I remember when they it like came the out. Little balls in the filters and they crush. Yeah, it's like you want to change the flavor of your smokitude. Yeah, crush it. Man, I like it halfway through, and then I pop, pop that boy. I get that zit kernel out, and I let it go. <laughs> dude, smoking cigarettes is really fucking. Just don't get it, man. Yeah, I tried it too, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like I yeah, try yeah. to get, I try to be part of the culture, but yeah, I've never been addicted to anything. That's What's just, wrong with me? I just quit. I just stopped taking Adderall. No fucking problem. Yeah, I kept half the. I was like halfway through, and I was like, I know this is gonna be hard, so I'll just start now, and then I'll like try to slowly wean myself off. But I just fucking quit. Yeah, who does that psycho shit? That's good, man. I never get hooked on anything. I want so I want a problem, dude. Give me one. I'll give you one. A sexual problem. <laughs> <laughs> I probably got plenty of those. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't. I can't get addicted to things. What's going on with that, doctor? Doctor Gay Dick. Because you're afraid you're gonna get caught. What do you mean? You you afraid you're gonna get caught? <laughs> caught by who, dude? The law. Your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Uh, afraid, afraid. I got her to start powerlifting, so she'll be empathetic when she has to change my diapers. Man, that'd be sweet. From she'll crippling be sh- myself. She'll be strong. <laughs> she'll need to be strong to hold my feet up and change my die die. 
<laughs> Hell, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, all right, dude. But I'll be crippled up before you. I fucking need it one day, dude. Yeah, man, I fucked my fucking backup so bad, dude. What's so stupid is like, I'm like, my go. I'm working towards deadlifting 800 pounds right now, which it always involves like maxing out on the last one. You're not gonna be able to pull it up off. The, you're not gonna be able to pull it. Yeah, that's what you're doing. You're learning to get to be able to pull. More and more weight until you can get to X amount. I'm trying to get all everything up to 2,000, and then maybe I'll quit, or who knows. But that's my, my that's the only goal I have is to get my total numbers up to 2,000. So anyway, I'll do that, and I'm fucking fine. No problem. Yeah. And then the next day, I'll go and like do yard work for my grandpa, and then just fucking be absolutely crippled. Yeah, well, that's okay. When you keep doing some weight, you'll get fucked up, and then you'll have to get fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying, dude. You'll get like, addicted to something once <laughs> the pain gets well, I don't get it. I don't like opiates, and then I also don't get addicted to those. Yeah. I've, I've done several. Some people just don't have it in them, man. But that should like everyone else does. What happened to me? You're supposed to be figuring it out. You're afraid to get caught. That's all it is. <laughs> caught by who? Your wife. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what, or what if I was like taking pain pills because I got hurt and then I got hooked on them? Wait, what's the catch? I'm not embarrassed about it, dude. I would love to be like, oh, yeah, I got a fucking problem. Yeah, because now people are like, "What's wrong with you?" I'm like, "Well, I got literally no explanation for that." Yeah. And then if I got a problem, I could be like, oh, "I'm just hooked on the pills." People are like, oh, "That's so sad." Nah, and not everybody's like that anymore. Everybody's like, "Well, quit being a queer and just stop." No, dude, no. That happens all the time, still. Man. Not in my fucking life. Yeah. <laughs> all the fucking lips. Till your wife finds out. <laughs> I had, I, there's a guy the other day. There's this, there's a homeless dude that definitely does a shitload of drugs. But we were talking, and uh, he was he was flying a sign, and somebody pulled up and was like, "Why don't you just quit being a fag and quit using drugs?" Like that's <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> All right. You're the red, white, and blue. The funny things you do. You dumb faggot. You dumb faggot. Stop doing drugs. <laughs> yeah. Who's that taking all that drugs? It's definitely some fag. <laughs> yeah. Stop using them, you dumb. You're gay as hell, my man. Drugs are not meant to abuse. That's not what you should do. America, America, stop being a fag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit blew my mind. I was like, God damn it, man. And it was like a young, it was like a 20-something-year-old, like, redneck, dude, you know. Ah, oh, dude, you got, you were hooked on soup. You, you, you fucking probably plugged up a skull right now. Yeah, doing some Xanax and listening to Up Church. <laughs> <laughs> dude, country rap is, the, that's the... That's a sign that we got evolution do music. <laughs> yeah, dude. I didn't even know it was like a fucking thing. And then one day I was at a gas station, and this big fucking truck, but like you know, jacked up truck came in, fucking music blazing, dude. And it was just like you know, like new pop country. And I was like, Jesus Christ, fucking turn it down. And then, dude, because it's like, because you know how pop country is not. It doesn't sound like country. It just like with like a beat behind it. It's yeah. all got beats, and it's just like. You come to my fucking neighborhood, you get shot. I'm like, what the fucking fuck music is this? I and I guess know, that's just man. regular shit. You know who started it, dude? Nelly. Think about that. Oh, I know. I'm Nelly. Good. Yeah. Good for Nelly, but. Yeah. <laughs> Little Nas just got a fucking country music award. Yeah, well, they had their. Dude, as soon as they. They, they didn't want him to have anything to do with country, but then they found out he was gay and they're like, finally. Friday. We finally fuck it, dude. Now we're so we're like, all right, just for one year, we can celebrate two diversities in one swoop. We're in and we're out. Back to regular business. No one could ever say anything again. Yeah. It's all good, baby. That's crazy to me, man. But I guarantee us what happened, dude. I you know it is. Pop music so much. Oh, yeah. I mean pop country, pop rap. Pop everything. Popping pussy holes. We Fergie Ferg and we do a hate crime. Oh shit. How come every time you come around the 9 11 towers want to go down like <laughs> building, building, building seven? Your mind is dumb. You don't need drugs. 
<laughs> You're already a bag. Yeah, yeah, that's true, man. Yeah. Damn, what stupid fucking advice. I know, man. Like, oh, man, I never thought about it that yeah, way. pick yourself up by your boots. I never thought about it that way, dude. It's <laughs> like, damn. Like, what if that works, though? That shit would have been even He's wild. Like, that would have been. I didn't even know I was He's a like, damn, dude, I didn't know I was a fag. That's what's happening right now. <laughs> I'll fix this today. <laughs> Hey, but according to you, homeless people just get pussy all the time, so you just they go do, sort dude. it out. Dude, you, you get, still gonna stick by this? Yes. I fucking hate you, man. That's okay, man. I've been by a tent with them and fucking in it. Yeah, but again, I understand they fuck other homeless people. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But they don't fuck. But there is a dude that flies a sign that says he's looking for cougars, and he gets picked up by. No, him. he doesn't. Anyway, oh, fact checker. <sighs> the best part about the best part about Kuklinski's mafia career that we're getting into right now, we're not into like deep crime yet. Just so you know, this is a long drawn out thing. Of course, we're digging around a little bit, but we're trying to get to the meat of it as much as I can, just so you understand why he was involved with the mafia. I hope that, I feel like we pretty much laid that out so far, right? Yeah. He was a gambler. He owed money for gambling, but it, it was also. The same as the mafia sets people up by getting them addicted to their vice and going to them for it. Kuklinski's kind of playing them the same way because he wants to be in the mafia. Yeah. He wants to be part of this. He's a big guy. He's not, not very much educated, not very well educated. He works for a trucking company. He wants to make more money. Uh, he's like very bad at having a family. You know what I mean? He's not good at it, but he thinks he is. He's a for sure monogamist. Loves his kids until he fucking, you know, stabs their mom and beats them up and calls them fucking fags and stuff. But then he wants to give him a good life, though, because he listens to Frank Sinatra, I'm sure. And he's fucking out here trying to figure out how to get more money than working at a trucking job. That's a quick, fast money. So if he can't do it by gambling, he wants to do it through the mafia because they control the gambling money. So he wants to get on board and he gets in this debt. He's working off his debt by doing jobs for them. And he's making a little bit of money for himself. And then he pays back all the money he goes. He began staging robberies and other assignments from the DeMeo and Gambino family, one of which was making unauthorized copies of porno tapes. So, hey, you want to watch a fucking bootleg copy of a midget getting fucked in the ass by a guy with one leg? Oh, hop around. In 2011, former Gambino associate Greg Bucaroni, that's right, <laughs> Bucaroni, as me, Greg fucking Bucaroni. What's funny about that, eh? He was combining the words bukkake and macaroni. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn. Hi, Mom. Can I have a bukkaroni tonight? Don't you ever fucking say that to me. Don't you ever fucking say bukkaroni in my house. That's what your dad did. That's how you was born. <laughs> your dad bukkaroni'd me. Your dad and all his uh, associates. <laughs> associates. He alleged that Richard often traveled between Philadelphia, New Jersey, and New York handling a variety of jobs involving the Gambino's porn establishments, including trafficking, debt collecting, and murder for hire on behalf of DeMeo and Robert D.B. DiBernardo. According to Kuklinski, DeMeo took him out in his car one day, parked on a city street. DeMeo selected a random target, which was a man out walking with his dog, and told Richard to kill him. All right. This is what you want to do? Go take that man down. Without questioning, hesitating, asking why. Nothing. He just hopped out of the car, walked towards the man, shot him in the back of the head, walked off like nothing. And because of that interaction and him having no family connections to any of the mafias, Kuklinski was DeMeo's favorite enforcer. Could control him however he wanted to. Yep. Cold. Right from the start. Fucking blood. But the thing is, is that he trained himself to be like that. Yeah. And I believe that. So again, like what you know, are his numbers probably exaggerated? Somewhat, maybe. Yeah. But it it all could have got lost in his mind too of how many he had done. Because I really do believe him when he says he trained himself to do it. Because that's the type of fucking hard headed motherfucker the guy is. Uh, Yeah. He's He's driven. His upbringing, you know, nurture versus nature. A lot of people when they. You know, it, it, <clears throat> we talk about 
the human brain and how it's affected by trauma. Everybody is very different. It's a lot like people handle deaths way different. You know, in the family, grief is different. You people fucking become weak people. They they feel like they can't do anything when they get the shit kicked out of them when they're a kid or raped or anything like that. Then the opposite happens in a lot of cases where they just fucking get, they just become real fucking hard and will not let anybody tell them what to do. They're not going to fucking let you do anything to make them look like shit. I mean, that's what is going on here. The, there was no nature and there was no, it was, or it was all nature, no nurture. He, he was only fucking taught hate. Yeah. So therefore that's all he knows how to do. It's beginning to smell a lot like dog dick. Who unsheathed their pole? Did <laughs> <laughs> you do scratch or something, man? Uh, <laughs> dude, I just fucking am stuck in Sinatra mode, dude. <laughs> oh, I forgot he's saying this shit. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Shut your face, you hoe. I slap women day and night. Your holidays are gay and you better be white. All right, folks. <laughs> uh, what fucking song did you pick to sync up with Iceman over the here? Iceman, you know. Hey, a little Iceman over here. Uh, <clears throat> there's a band out of Dallas, Texas that's really fucking awesome that I've been listening to the last year called Astyanax. It sucks. No, it's good, dude. You don't even you don't even listen to it. You shut the fuck up. It's uh they got a song called A Mind for Murder and it's about old Richie Boy. It's fucking good. You don't even know what it is. You never <laughs> listened to it. Have you? Nope. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. It's right up your fucking alley, too. It's beginning to sound a lot like some of your friends and you're trying to be cool. No, nah, I don't even know. But yeah. Some good shit, man. Some fucking uh, good brutal death metal. Fucking. How come every time you come around, my twin towers are always falling down like building, building seven? That's the song of the summer. No, dude, not at all. My back fucking just hurts, man. I'm high on pain. <laughs> high on pain. Yeah. Well, hey, man, it's always fun to get with you fucking animals. Uh, you know, you can all get a hold of us personally on all the social medias. Uh, follow us on Instagram. That helps. We do fucking. I don't. The inter, I hate the fucking internet. I don't want to. I've already beat your ears up with enough of these rants. But dude, one day we went from ten point nine thousand. At one point we had twelve point five thousand. So it stayed at ten point nine for forever. And then some. This week it went down to fucking just ten flat. And then two days later, it was back up to ten point five. I what the fuck's going on? Yeah, well, you know what it is is the Italians quit liking us. Probably so. And then the they ones, put a hit out on our. Social and then the media. other people <laughs> that didn't like Italians ended up liking us. Yeah. So just you know balancing it out. Well, we want pure Aryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. Yeah, fucking uh, Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really care, but you know, Francesco Buccaroni is going to come in and shoot us one day. I I mean. I've had a bit of a shitty few weeks, so Instagram's kind of been lacking because buddy doesn't do anything. But I've really mm-hmm. tried to do a lot of cool shit on Instagram more than anywhere else if my brain will let me do it. Uh, if you want to see some dumb shit that I do probably more than anything else, you can follow the City of Little Rock on Facebook if you like funny pranks, um, hijinks and whatnot. I don't fucking – what am I – I got another podcast called You're Not Core with me and my friend Jerry. Uh, his girlfriend just moved out of his house, so you know you should probably listen to an episode to make him feel good before you know the big send off. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, I don't know, man, my fucking back hurts, dude. When anybody else's business, I can spill out to the world. Is there anything else I can fuck up for somebody? Oh, I'm sure. You got anything? I don't fucking know, dude. Uh, reviews on iTunes fucking slap. We're just trying to have fun, dude. We're trying to have yeah. a good time. You too. Trying to make a fun podcast. No one else is doing shit like this. Uh, yeah, you. Oh, yeah, YouTube. If you don't know about that, that's our fucking main deal, baby. Our next goal is to get it. We got to get a thousand, so we'll do some. Uh, yeah, we got creeped up over a little sauerkraut, juice, vodka, and mayonnaise shots. Oh yeah, if you get us up to a thousand, I'll do something fucking terrible for attention. Hey. That's just who I am. There is a I'll do some sick stuff, gross stuff, revolting stuff like this. Yeah. That's just who I am. We were in the store one day and I was like looking at vegetables and there was a goddamn can of sauerkraut juice 
Just sauerkraut. Just the juice? Just juice, man. No kraut. No kraut. All juice. Just all juice. Get the fuck out of here. Why are you selling me trash? That's trash. Yeah, that's what we're going to have to do. <laughs> Vodka, sauerkraut, juice, and mayonnaise. Dude, what if, if we get to 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, I'll go to a dumpster and drink the juice out of it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> you have to, bro. You have to, bro. Hell no. I mean, within like the next year. How's you, that? That makes it fair. Would you rather drink <laughs> garbage <laughs> juice or would you rather like have somebody pour some liquor down my back down to my ass crack and you got to suck that out? You don't have to, like, put your mouth on my ass, but just let it drip down, man. Where am I dripping it out? Through your ass? Yeah. The dumpster. <laughs> what, what kind of question is that, dude? The cape and water filter, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, man. It's been another fun week. Uh, next week, we'll do part two of the Iceman over here. <sighs> Hope you guys have a fun one. Don't kill yourself. Later. Have sex. Yeah, yeah. Do that.